Hello, me amores, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Lily, a stunning individual, but of course, above all, humble. And I'm so excited to be with you guys for another stunning episode, because this week has been very character building yet again. Corona, lockdowns, you never cease to amaze me how far you're going to push me to mental instability. But we're here, we're making it work. So I love doing the pod during these weeks. It really does get me through because it allows me to rant and just make light of situations that have happened during the week that made me want to smash my head into multiple walls but now that I can talk about it in this we joke about it it's lifted off me the weight is lifted so here we go guys welcome to episode 9 fake it till you make it before we get into this week's theme I just want to recap on the week thus far and the why I'm struggling so much also I've worked very hard on the angle of this right now so I'm hoping the audio is going to be okay on this episode because I'm trying to do it at an angle that I can also elevate my leg yes this is a prompt for you guys to give me sympathy I have fucked my knee scathing expose of a Sunday running is bad for you but anyway so I have a bit of a situation now one of the many things that's supposed to keep us going on this time as James Kavanagh put it beautifully this week is our fabulous fucking walk that's just supposed to heal all issues that are resulting due to the pandemic and I understand you want a an enjoyable if not bearable view for this walk I live in the countryside which is the back of some nowhere but is also beautiful scenes. I know for a fact there is a lot of the Irish population that is coming to where I live for the scenes and the walks. It is outside of your 5k. I am in no way the corona police. To be honest with you I have no idea what the country is actually doing with regards to that. We are in Ireland just shut down the borders anyway. We're not going to get political here but with regards to the volume of people that walk around my area I'm like there's physically not enough homes to house all of you around this five kilometer radius. So why are you here on your walk? Bottom line is, I know that it's not adding up. Do you know, there's a lot of people on these walks and I'm like, well, I know for a fact you definitely don't live in this area. And that's all well and good if we didn't have the whole two meter situation. I do not want to catch the Rona from people. So with regards to running, I love running. I love it. It keeps me sane, but I cannot run in these places anymore unless I get up at the crack of dawn, which is just not going to be occurring at this time because it's too dark and cold. All I'm saying is, yes, I've got severe irritated this week with the amount of people that are there and that means I cannot go there even though I live here and I am forced to run on my treadmill. Yes extreme first world problem I understand but I am in the first world and I have a problem. So due to the fact that these areas are overpopulated I have had to run on the treadmill. My treadmill I think is genuinely runs on steam power. It makes the same noises that a steam train would. I think it was made in the 1916 rising. It's loud and it's very old and honestly it kind of scares me and it's like my mental health right now very unstable but I'm not going to catch the Rona on this treadmill so it's the safest option for me so I thought I don't know what happened to the conveyor belt is that what it's called that's on the treadmill but it just suddenly decided to stop and yeeted me off the treadmill it was extremely painful my life flashed before my eyes and upon reflection I spent way too much time straightening the front parts of my hair as a teen like my god no wonders my baby hairs are screaming and have been since I was 15. I think I should have accepted much earlier the fact I do have curly hair and stop sizzling it with a flat iron as if I'm trying to cook bacon. But anyway, got flung off the treadmill, guys. It was really scary. My knee is now fucked. And I'm like, you know what? The walks that were supposed to be saving us during this pandemic has ended up almost killing me. So yeah, I'm just, look, I understand I live in a stunning area and I'm blessed to the best of that. Don't get me wrong. But I grew up in the back arse of nowhere where when I was growing up as a teen, if I wanted to social, 
socialize or even go for a walk on Dunleary Pier, I have to get a lift, two buses, a dart, a train, a submarine and a horse-drawn carriage just to try socialize. You know, I went through the tough parts. I'm not saying I went through the tough parts so I could go through a pandemic here. No one wants that. But I did trudge through shitty times and I'm just kind of like, do you know what? Unless you grew up with the challenges of living in the back of nowhere, you do not get to enjoy your five kilometers in this area. I'm sorry. But ultimately things like that have just been irking me this week. But you know what? We cannot dwell. We must just persevere through the things that annoy us. I know ultimately it is because I'm losing my mind stuck inside as we all are. But also something I realized that is absolutely hilarious what I do. It's kind of like that automatic habit. Like if the chat chat slide came on literally in the middle of the airport, you would not be able but help slide to the left. Do you know what I mean? When I genuinely, when I did go on my runs outside before I realized randomly the population of my area is multiplying crazy whenever a car drives past me and there's an L or an N sticker on it like this situation reminds me of from the podcast of Guilty Feminist iconic podcast obviously but you know there's the whole thing of I am a feminist but like this is a big one of them like I am a feminist but when an L or N car drives past me I do automatically assume that it's a young male and I do suck in I don't even like I don't even know I'm doing it but then suddenly when they pass I find myself exhaling much more than I should be and I'm like Lily why do you feel the need to do that but look society made me do it it doesn't mean I'm not a hot commodity but I can't help that's just a deep habit of mine assuming that there is a young male in that car it's a habit of mine that needs to stop but one habit of mine that doesn't need to stop and never will see my transition here to the theme faking it till I make it I truly do that every single day of my life and I feel like it's very prevalent this week due to I'm in college I'm in my final semester of college more so and I'm trying to figure out employment situations and figuring out you know LinkedIn and CVs in general and just applying myself for that situation and also just really trying to work hard on trying to find the romance I deserve via dating apps it's hard and it takes effort but you have to put your best face forward even if that's not necessarily how you feel but you have to fake it till you make it and I think something that's been on my mind this week I don't know if anyone else can relate but just even though we're a bit far off being back into the world okay the vaccines need to get their shit together but when we do enter back into the world I'm kind of like holy shit like gonna be a lot going on like I want to go in there head first and at the end of the day I'm kind of like oh I don't know what I'm doing still do you know I'm fresh out of college but I'm fresh out of pandemic college which means there's just going to be a lot going on but in Instead of being like, fuck, looking towards it, I'm going to be like, do you know what? Even if I'm shitting myself and if it's just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. No one else knows that. The only person that knows that you have no idea what you're doing is you. So you've got to put your best face forward, be confident and just fake it till you make it. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So I was just like, you know what, Lily? Next chapter of your life is where when you get vaccinated and the world starts piecing its shit back together. Life's a climb, but the view is great. But the view needs to get its shit together ASAP Rocky and get the vaccine rolling but when that eventually does occur and we're back out there I'm like Lily next chapter of your life of faking it till you make it is entering the workforce or whatever the hell you're going to be doing next year but you're going to do it well because even if you have no idea what you're doing no one else is going to pick up on that well obviously listening to this podcast they will know that I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm just faking it till I make it but we will cross that hurdle when we come to it essentially but yeah I just think that's an important thing to know guys that essentially no one knows what they're doing it's just some people are better at faking it than others so like don't get me wrong obviously 
obviously me versus the surgeon who do you want to do your c-section I understand yes technically he would know what he's doing more but I'm sure if I had the confidence and watched enough tutorials it could be a fair game so yeah at the end of the day it's all about the confidence honey so as I was thinking about that and just with regards to my future I was like let's reflect on times where I absolutely had a success rate in faking until I make it truth be told faking until you make it I need to stop repeating that phrase it doesn't necessarily guarantee success but at least you put your best face forward to it do you know what I mean so I'm going to be sharing with you today if nothing else for you guys to laugh at and perhaps give you a bit of a mental break from staring out the window and waiting to be vaccinated or maybe you'll learn something from this today and gain perspective on the importance of going into any situation with confidence if not complete blind confidence because it's definitely better than going in there not believing you can do it you know one of the situations that comes to mind when I think this probably falls under the category of kind of lying on your CV but also like I'm willing to take the risk to fake it till I make it so I love acting love drama all that scene I haven't done in a while to be perfectly honest with you but love it we'll probably get back into it someday but for now I have this podcast to be dramatic on but I'm not a trained artiste in that way whatsoever like I can't do like actually do you know what I, if I tried I could cry on command I can do some accents but not really I wouldn't put it all as a strong suit but of course I'm putting that down in my CV that I can because I love to take risks obviously but anyway long story short I was auditioning for this play I didn't really know what the play was about to be fully honest with you I was kind of I was going with a friend and she was like oh I'm doing this like do you want to just come along I was like fuck it do it like so I went and did it but the issue was one of the requirements was being able to do a good old Dubliner accent so like old city Dublin accent like back in 1920 that is something I cannot do and I'm sure from my accent my accent might really annoy people or I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have the exact same accent as me but it is definitely not similar to an old Dublin city accent it's obviously aggressively South Dublin which could give some people a headache but I've been told before my voice is soothing so I'm gonna go off that anyway I go into this audition and sometimes with accents you know there's certain words you can say that kind of like help you get into the accent and be able to speak like that I didn't know anything like I've no I couldn't even do it now like I oh my god anyway it's making me cringe remember this but anyway I went in there and you have to do a dialogue with someone else anyway I start speaking we're in the audition like everyone's watching and your one starts off the dialogue got a great accent obviously knows what he's doing I start and I just I try to like mirror him I've no like does not work by the end of it I'd say the whole dialogue was about two minutes long by the end of it I was genuinely speaking as if I was from Texas I had a full-on country accent hoedown throwdown Crowley Corners accent tragic I was supposed to be talking about the tragedy and heartbreak in the Dublin city tenements back in the 1920s but instead it sounded like I was the host of a Texas derby like I it was absolutely chaos the person that was doing it with me I was putting him off because he was like are you on crack cocaine like why are you speaking in this accent anyway so tragic audition ends obviously I'm gonna presume I'm not fitting the part here anyway you're one the woman like looks actually so done and she's like why did you do that accent and I was like I'm sorry I just wasn't able to get the Dublin accent quite right and she was like okay do you want to try it now then like say that line and she just kept giving me lines and I honestly it came out Russian like German like I think at one point it was Jamaican like it was just chaos 
chaos and she was like I remember I was literally shaking at this point I was like I'm actually have a waterfall of sweat down my back and like so fucking embarrassing and she was like okay maybe next time when the requirement is an old Dublin city accent don't come and I was like do you know what Janesh you're probably not half wrong on that I salute you and your honesty but I don't make up the rules my mantra is fake it till you make it so I had no choice but just to go for it but severely embarrassing I probably wouldn't lie on my CV to that extent because I think it's very easily exposed but no regrets also something of mine that I've definitely been faking it till I make it for a while and I think that over the last two years I've really realized this from being moved out and then when I moved to a different country for a year I really can't cook like I to be honest with you it's probably a bit of laziness I think everyone can cook you just have to learn how to like I'm not saying everyone's a Jamie Oliver but I think I can definitely be doing better than the chickpeas and tuna that I honestly ate every second night when I was living in Spain but anyway I can definitely improve in that area 100% but to be honest with you the only people that really knew this were my roommates because they saw that I was definitely more of the clean the dishes after than the actual cook the meal do you know poured everyone a glass of wine no one was ever dry in that respect but I did struggle in the cooking area of things anyway so this was quite recently as in last year I was I had gotten myself into a situation with a guy that I was like yeah I'm an unreal cook do you know and I hyped myself up to the nines I was not backing down I think I was kind of like to an extent I was like there's no way he can find out that I'm a shit cook so like why the hell wouldn't I fake it till I make it do you know then somehow I okay by somehow I 100% set up this situation I was like oh like let's I'll come over to yours cook you dinner whatever you know a romantic setting as it was and he was like yeah cool and real and I was like okay Lily you have backed yourself into a corner here because you cannot cook but I was like do you know what I don't have to make three courses I just have to make one meal I was like fine don't back down fake it till you make it go home research the shit out of one dish and then cook it to absolute perfection on the night and then he'll never know any different so if you listen to the last episode I made reference to a carbonara I made for a guy once and this would be the story but the backstory to this this is super important in how I really shot myself in the foot but ultimately I was faking it till I make it so no regrets so back up to the story it's the day before I'm supposed to be cooking him dinner I have no idea how to cook don't ask me why I went for the most basic bitch meal ever for a carbonara there were so many other routes I could have gone down but I committed to it so I like it's actually so embarrassing the amount of effort I put into trying to make this a decent meal like when you see how much he actually ate of it fucking outrageous but anyway so the day before I am working like a mad woman I have not worked this hard since I had a lead role in the transition year musical I was in my element doing my research I had every tab possibly open that you could on carbonara BBC good food best carbonara in 10 minutes best carbonara recipe of 2020 all the things you need to know about carbonara YouTube tutorials Jamie Oliver was in there Rachel Allen was there the whole gang was together on my laptop my laptop was honestly overheating like I could it was screaming at me the fan saying calm down stop looking up carbonara recipes but I was like no I have genuinely just short of told this guy that I own a Michelin star restaurant I need to make it essentially so fast forward to the next night get there whatever first of all I bought so many ingredients like I showed up with a massive shopping bag and he was literally like are you moving in like you're actually scaring me anyway now he was getting the wine but I also bought wine as well because I was like I don't know how this is gonna go and if it's a case that I need more than a bottle of wine which it definitely ended up being I need to be prepared fail to prepare prepared to fail anyway so I go up and I start cooking this meal and like oh my god I made 
I actually can't. Like, I was just trying to be super cool, casual, cooking woman goddess in the kitchen who can do it all. Obviously, I was looking stunning. Do you know, like I was really glowing. The makeup was on point. I was looking great. We were both loving our lives. And, you know, as the cooking got going and I got to points where I was really struggling, to be honest with you, the ventilation in this kitchen office apartment was not great to begin with, but it didn't help the fact that I just was not cooking correctly. So there was too much steam everywhere. There was a lot going on. I was getting very hot and bothered. I was getting so stressed. I was trying to like sip on wine to cool me down. That just made me hotter. Like I I was getting to points in the recipe where I really needed to focus, but I think I drank too much wine trying to cool myself down. I was sweating. The makeup was literally peeling off my face and he was kind of being like, do you need help? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Trying to look super cool, casual cooking, domestic goddess, but I wasn't. I was reading the recipe off my phone behind the microwave and I was sweating with the stress and the steam of the meal. And then with the carbonara guys, I, you know, you have to get like a bit of the pasta water and put it in the sauce to make it like creamy. Lily, I don't know whether like I couldn't see through the steam, but like the ratio of pasta water to the rest of the ingredients, outrageous. It ended up being basically a yellow soup with spaghetti in it and floating pieces of pancetta. So it was tragic. And once I had done that, that's a situation you can't go back from. You can't withdraw the liquid that you poured into this situation. So I was like, okay, shit. Um, here we are. I'd honestly down the rest of the bottle of wine. I was like, just get ready for it. Like I walked in with the two, like the amount of Parmesan I put on top of this carbonara, guys. Like, would you like some carbonara with that Parmesan? I was, I was covering my mistakes. Like, honestly, I was bearing a body. Like it was intense. And I went and gave it to him and we both were sitting there eating it and he's not he's an honest guy do you know what I mean like we both bonded in that way that we are brutal people and to the point and I knew that it was that bad that he actually genuinely I could see he was actually putting on an act to enjoy it and I was like this is fucking bad like the fact that he is pretending to like it and he just was not that kind of person whatsoever <laughs> and like you know <laughs> you can't even joke about it because it's that bad it was kind of like he didn't <laughs> like this guy had some debatable shit in his fridge that he obviously eats voluntarily he put it down after like halfway and was like I'm full I was like you're just not you're just simply not but I was like I know obviously he still wants to get his bit that night so he's not gonna go at me for my cooking do you know and ruin his chances and obviously at the end of the day look guys the carbonara was much like my love life and any track record in that regard it was shambles I think honestly airplane food would give a better experience for your taste buds than that carbonara but at the end of the day obviously I'm shit hot inside and out and a great person to be around around so he forgave me for the carbonara and we had a stunning night anyway but that was a situation that I was like okay my bluff has been called like fake it till you make it done like you cannot pretend anymore that you can cook Lily you've just served a meal to this man that genuinely a dog would turn his nose up to so I was like fair like I didn't make it this time but I still did make it because obviously it was a stunning evening nonetheless because obviously I'm a gem even if I can't cook but what was even better than that whatever about shooting myself in the foot there even though I did endless research I've never even studied that hard for exams but the best part of the story is the next day so the next day I was in my apartment doing my thing and he called me he was like oh like I'm in the area like can I come up like we'll just hang out here or whatever do you know what I mean the huge and I was like yes stunning come on up and up he comes and we were just chilling in my room no funny business guys it was 2pm on a Wednesday actually do you know what you can do it any time of the day but there was no funny business going on so we were just sitting there and he was like oh can I show you something on your laptop and I was like yeah yeah 
and I gave him my laptop and you know the way you bought Chrome and Safari so two different browsers with two different sets of tabs I'd been using Chrome that day and I had not seen my Safari tabs in a day now so obviously backtracked to the day before where I honestly nearly killed my laptop looking up the origin of Carbonara trying to research how to cook this thing so he opens the laptop and he clicks into Safari and he opened Safari and just like 12 tabs of the best Carbonara of 2020, like Jamie Oliver's Carbonara, it just all comes up. And I'm just like, oh my God. Now, not only is it like, oh, haha, whatever, like just didn't cook the Carbonara that well. It's like, no, no, no. I did genuinely research on this shit and it still looks like actual bath water with floating meat and spaghetti. So like I've never reacted so quickly in my life since if I put up something bitching about someone onto my real story instead of my close friends like I have never snatched or reacted this quickly in my life snatched the laptop and just was exiting tabs like I had just finished an assignment like it was intense obviously he saw all of the tabs obviously so honestly at that point I was honestly about to just get out and shoot my other foot because now both the feet had been shot because I'd absolutely been called out blank on my bluff that I could cook but fake it till you make it but I did say that I could cook and I couldn't and not only did I serve him bath water but I also then got exposed that I actually did research on that on that bath water that I served him so yeah but will I pretend to be a domestic goddess after this again to a guy 100% because at the end of the day I still got my bit and that part was great so yeah you win some you lose some one thing as well that I feel like I do have to do at times sometimes it's not that I'm faking it but sometimes it is it kind of depends on the guy in the situation to be honest but sometimes I do fake it that I'm just super cool casual gal who doesn't want anything serious when for a matter of fact I do romanticize things like it's honestly my day job like it is my favorite thing to do sometimes but if you guys have been listening to the episodes you know me do you know I am a tough bitch but I do love love and at the end of the day perhaps I do get attached to things but I just like to live dangerously but whether I actually genuinely am pretending that I don't care or whether I actually don't care it actually doesn't matter because either way I do not understand the male specimen because I just end up getting fucked over anyway like genuinely this week I've been talking to this guy for I shit you not about a year now factor in obviously I lived in a different country up until August and also the pandemic so to be honest like we haven't seen each other and that's fine whatever but at the end of the day we both were kind of like this is a casual thing do you know but then I was also like why are we texting literally every day for a year I was like I don't understand guys I really don't but I was like do you know what it's shits and giggles for us both it's a bit of entertainment whatever but the other day we're texting and he just starts going mad at me saying I'm so rude and that some of the things I say is really rude and I'm like first of all I'm so fucking confused because we talk absolute shite and sometimes you genuinely reply one word as a response so I don't know where I have had the opportunity to be rude to you when all we do is talk pure shite so that one was the first like what and then also I was like you literally just talk about yourself um, and I just literally reply being like cool sometimes so like the only thing we've really discussed in the past year is either shite or that you study medicine and I'm like I don't care if you are a doctor or that you study jam making it's not a personality trait so can you please chill the fuck out Dr. Wangstein anyway so he starts going mad at me being like oh you're so rude some of the things you say and I was like where like show me the evidence like please tell me where I have been this awful rude person and he just starts replying outrageous things like not telling me when I've been rude but just replying being like oh and stuff like that and I'm like so I'm obviously dealing with a 
child, okay. So Lily, even though you have tried to keep it chill and genuinely was completely casual with the situation, you still end up being called a rude bitch and spoken to as if you are a piece of shit on his shoe. So I was like, right, this is not going to be occurring anymore. I hope you enjoy your long and magical medical degree and that you find someone who can tolerate you being an immature prune. But anyway, so that was just a bit like, right, okay. So I literally replied and I was like, right, don't think this is going to work. I wish you the best of luck, man. And then I just cut him off everything. But I was kind of like, I was literally trying to be casual and cool there and still blew up my face. And then I've got other situations where I actually am genuinely putting on an Oscar performance, pretending I'm not getting invested in this person because I'm trying to match their energy that like, you know, we're not quite there yet. But this was now about two years ago. And I think there's a hundred percent been times like, you know, before when I told you when I did stalk a guy to his workplace, that way too far, way too far. Like, why are you waiting outside in the rain at 3am? He didn't ask you to do that. That was, of course, too far. But that was years ago. We learned from this. This was another one of those situations. Obviously, I did not fake it at all when I showed up at that guy's workplace. But in this situation, this was about two years ago now. I was talking to this guy for about a month. And we, like, scheduled. We were like, yeah, like, we'll meet up and blah, blah. But, like, he was a fairly casual individual, do you know? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to try and match your energy here and fake it till I make it. And then hopefully we'll fall deeply and madly in love. Whatever. Then back in the Dizay, I know these are triggering and foreign words for you all, but we're in the club. Uh, we were in Dicey's. Dicey's is kind of like a flight to Abu Dhabi right now. Quite a lot of foreign people on it, but also a lot of Hunzo influencers that like to go and take pics there. Do you know what I mean? So it was kind of it's kind of like that vibe, if I were to put it in any sort of category. But you know, it was good vibes for sometimes good tunes always. Anyway, back in the Dizay, we're in Dicey's, my drinks in hand, the tunes are bopping, we're on the dance floor, and I look across the dance floor, and there he is. And I'm like, oh my god, the stars have a like is the wedding officiate here where the bridesmaids where's my bouquet shall we just get hitched now anyway so I was like stunning so traipsed my way over there and I was like oh my god hey like what are you doing here blah blah and he's like oh my god hi whatever blah blah blah. and then he goes to introduce me to his friend and he goes this is poppy and I was like excuse me and he was like poppy like I appreciate that it's in the same category of flowers like Lily and Poppy but I'm pretty sure if my name was London he said Paris like still unacceptable do you know what I mean like it's it might be in the same category but we have been speaking for a month so confused and I was like are you joking and he was like what like actual dum-dum and I was like my name's Lily and he was like oh my god I'm so sorry I was like yeah so fucking gas I'm about to fake it that I don't want to cry in the club right now do you know what I mean I was like this is outrageous I was like I literally built you up to be this magnificent individual but in reality you didn't even remember my name so in situations like that I did learn to not invest time into people that are giving you red flags because they might not be faking it that they're casual people and actually just be super casual not emotional people do you know what I mean I feel like that's a really like backwards way of looking at it but basically I was pretending to low-key be someone I wasn't so after that point I was like do you know what I think I'm just gonna have to be true to myself from here on out and just attract the vibes that I want because at the end of the day I don't think I can go through going to a club and realizing the guy that you are investing emotional time into does not know what your real name is so yeah bit tragic but no regrets made me into the woman I am today but ultimately faking until you make it is super important in my life and just because all of these tragic things have happened to me and make me wince at times when I think about them absolutely no regrets because if I 
I'd gone into that situation being like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to work out or like this is going to happen or thinking of the worst case scenario, something worse could have happened. Do you know? I could have set the apartment on fire when I was trying to make carbonara. That guy could have called me Stacy. Do you know? At least he was in the category of flowers with Poppy. You know, at the end of the day, guys, worst things could have happened. And at least you controlled the controllable, which is your attitude towards it, you know, and just putting your best face and foot forward and faking until you make it. But look, ladies and gents, as is every episode of this podcast, it's ultimately me just telling random anecdotes, hopefully making you lol. But there is a message behind all of them that when you're going into situations of life, even though the outcomes that you're thinking might happen, make your stomach drop and you're just kind of shitting yourself for it. That's more of a reason to do it because the more you do shit like that, the less that's going to happen and the less you're going to be scared of that. And then ultimately the power of the fear you have for the outcomes of those situations that could be a bit cringe or could involve rejection. The power of that situation will be lost. So you just fucking go for everything anyway with a confident and stunning foot forward. And with all of these situations where you experience things like that, that just a bit of rejection, embarrassment, all those kind of outcomes that are just a part of life. To be honest, I'm 22. I've got a lot more of that ahead of me. You have to ultimately learn to never take it too personal, but take it personally enough that you learn from it what you need to learn from it and then let the rest of the shit go, you know? But of course, there's been loads of success stories with faking it till I make it. And that is the woman I am today, ultimately, because 365 of 365 days that I've been alive of every year I've been alive, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing that with such confidence and loving my life so much that people wouldn't know the difference if I did know what I was doing or if I didn't. And that's ultimately the way I live my life. And I'd recommend you do the same. If you take anything away from this, guys, honestly, just fuck everything but your own opinion of yourself and just go into every situation with such confidence, if not even and blind confidence and fake it till you make it and never let outcomes that haven't happened yet stop you from doing something just because it scares you a little bit and also with regards to people's opinions who actually gives a fuck if not everyone's gonna like what you do or like who you are one thing I always think about like don't get me wrong she adore people I'm a people person but I don't even like everyone so why would everyone like me do you know that's just not the way the world works so fuck everyone else's opinion everything else is going on the only thing you control is what you think of yourself and if you're loving life and loving yourself you gotta attract good energy so guys that is my take on the daily life of faking it till I make it now we are moving on to the final segment if you have the fear just know this is an extremely (laughs) extremely dark link to the theme of this week but to be honest with you some of the best humor is dark humor so with regards to faking until you make it I would like to make reference to a mail that I got with once ultimately once again foreign triggering concepts coming up we're in the club this was about three years ago I'm gonna say now yeah um me and my cousin in the club loving our lives drinks are flowing tunes are bopping we meet these two guys these two friends both great looking Johnny well to be fair we were both quite drunk I'd say like they weren't Brad Pitt and Ryan Reynolds but we'll deal it's Saturday night in the club you know we're all just animals out there looking for something so so anyway, dot, dot, dot. We have a great night. We go back to their apartment. We're in their apartment, whatever, having lols. The end of the day, we're women with needs. They're men with needs. And we obviously respectively with our preferred friend go off and get with them. Wake up the next morning. The deed has been done. Stunning night all around. We got our bit. Me and my cousin wake up in the morning and I think we had lunch that day and we were like, oh my God, 
God, like we need to go get our shit together. Like we look like two crack whores. So anyway, we're like, right, let's just like tiptoe out of here or whatever. Basically did the old hit and run because I was like, there's not a chance I am just having a conversation with these two males this morning. So yeah, we close to took flight. We exited that apartment so quickly. So we'd left their apartment and now we'd left the entire apartment complex. And my cousin, Christ, forgot the number one rule when leaving after a one night stand. You must check for your valuables, money, keys, phone, and your bling. Because you didn't go out the night before with nothing on your wrists or your fingers or your neck. Where's the bling? You know, you were obviously looking hot the night before. So where's the jewelry? And she's after leaving her watch, her rings, valuable items in the home on the bedside table. And we're like, Christ, on a bike. Okay, we must go back. We are like, taxi man, pull this taxi around. We must return and deal with what we've left in that apartment. Long story short, we get to the apartment complex and we're like, we can't remember the number of the apartment because we're two drunk bitches. And we're like, shit. And we're waiting there for 40 minutes, like buzzing every single door. And like, it's literally 9am on a Sunday. Like everyone's literally like, fuck off. Then eventually someone opens the door and we were like, thank you. And we like explained it and being like, oh, sorry, like our friends like locked us out, fell asleep, whatever. She's like, I don't care. You can come in. Anyway, buzz us in. And we're in the hallway. And then we realize you need a card to get up the elevator. So I'm like, oh no, we've got an issue on our hands. We are now stuck in the hallway. Obviously we could exit, but then we'd be right back where we started outside the apartment complex. So we're like, okay, like let's just wait for someone to come along to go open the lift because we can figure out, we knew it was the fourth floor, but we just, look, we were drunk and hungover. So we were like, okay, if we get in the lift, we'll be able to figure out where to go. It took two hours, two full hours sitting on that hallway floor, hungover out of our lives, honestly nearly passed away on those tiles. Eventually the third roommate that lives with them comes in the door. He'd just been to the gym, fair play to him. We came back. I was like, I'm so sorry. Do you remember us? He's like, yes, you were the two drunk bitches that were in my apartment last night. I'm like, full disclosure, we woke him up the night before and it wasn't a pleasant situation. He got very angry. So we were like, we are sorry to inconvenience you further, but we need to go back up and get her bling. So yeah. So we get up to the apartment. Oh my God, I actually feel a bit sick even thinking about this. I'm super, super squeamish, okay? So this is why I just feel very ill speaking about this story. So we get up to the apartment, whatever. My cousin goes into her designated room with that male, picks up the bling. And while I'm waiting for her, I'm like, you know, me being the chaotic soul that I am, I'm like, oh, like, let's try scare your man. Not scare, but I like, kind of like, like bust into his, uh, his, like bust into his bedroom being like, hey, bitch, I'm back, you know? God forbid I'd be normal. Anyway, so I, I bust open the door of his bedroom and I'm like hey I'm back and the first thing I see and I genuinely let out a yell you guys will not fucking believe this he goes to grab something really quickly on the bedside table when he's like when I busted it and I was like what the hell is that it was a glass eyeball I was shook I've been drunk before, but I was like, Lily, were you that drunk you didn't notice he only has one functioning eye? I did not realize I had made love to Captain Hook, Popeye, the whole gang last night. I was like, oh my God. And he was like, uh, and I was like, oh my God. I like, I feel like I honestly would have rather walked in and he'd been with his girlfriend in the bed. Like, I was like, I can't believe that she has one eye. And the glass eye, I'm like, oh my god. And look, I don't want to be vicious here at the end of the day. Look, I'm sure him having one eye is not his fault, but I never really asked him, but I don't know why he has one eye. And I'm sure it's he'd rather have two functioning eyes, but Christ in the bike, the fright I got from seeing a glass eye on the bedside table. Like even when I think about it, if I saw like a Pokemon figurine or something on a guy's bedside table, it would slightly turn me off, but seeing a glass eyeball really took the cake. I was like Christ on a bike, I need to stop drinking so much because I did not see this coming at all. 
Anyway, talk about faking until you make it. Your man only had one eye and he absolutely fooled me. He was faking until he make it and I thought he had two functioning eyeballs. Not necessarily that should stop you pulling someone because they only have one eye, but I would absolutely be lying to you all if I said the shock of me busting into this guy's bedroom. Yes, I shouldn't have done that in the first place and exposing him and his one eyeball has worn off. It has not. It is ingrained in my mind and I'm extremely squeamish and it really was just, it was a weird time. Obviously a bit of a dark link there with fake it till you make it, but to be honest, I wish him the best. I hope he has a stunning journey in life and I will never forget him. Just like I'm sure he'll never forget the psycho bitch that busted into his room while he was trying to sleep. Nonetheless, he will definitely be sleeping with one eye open now. So guys, if you have the fear, just know at least you didn't accidentally get with Captain Hulk. There is no chance in hell he's going to be listening to this. So sending you good vibes, man, but you did scare the absolute shit out of me. Anyway, guys, that is the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed laughing at me, laughing with me, and even just getting a break from the shit that is this pandemic, but we will get through it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of those around you. It's a weird fucking time. So just be there for each other and also be gentle on yourself. Of course, always try achieve those goals. But if that goal today is getting out of bed, then you do that, honey, and you do that with pride. All right, you guys are all shit hot inside and out. Stay stunning. I think there's supposed to be a major snowstorm in Ireland coming up in the next few days. So let it snow, baby, because I'm not going anywhere anyway. So looking forward to those good vibes. Have a stunning week, guys. Thank you for the support. As always, feel free to follow the pod Instagram at Get Involved Podcast. I don't see why you wouldn't. I'm Lily. This is a Get Involved Podcast. Share me and more.